When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Don't you always want to be the best you can be? The Frankie Boyer Show. What is this? It's more than a lifestyle show. It's a show about living in today's world. I think something is happening. Frankie enthusiastically brings an amazing eclectic mix to the airwaves. You got that right. One of the reasons she's earned legions of loyal fans is very simple. When you listen to the Frankie Boyer Show, you just never know what's going to happen next. So listen for yourself. Here is Frankie Boyer. Welcome, it's Frankie Boyer, and this is Biz Talk Radio. So what's it like for outgoing people, people who just love being social, what's going on with them during this period of isolation, this shelter in place? What has it done? You know, many, many are at home and they are feeling stir crazy right now and especially people who love their restaurants their parties their nightlife well taya is with us today and taya welcome to the program your new book is out it's called life of the party and you have um and 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 give us the real pronunciation of your name because it's a little bit tricky so i want to i don't want to mess it up give it give it to me complete please um, well, first of all, thanks for having me. Um, so you got Taya, right? It's Taya Hachich Vlahovich. But the good thing about okay. that weird name is if you just search Life of the Party and then Taya, T-E-A, it'll be the first thing that pops up. You don't have to learn okay. the spelling of the last name. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> okay. uh, you're so funny. So let's talk about how this has been... This has been a real adjustment, and for some of us, it's really starting. It's really, you know, going into the sixth month, it's like, oh, really? (laughs) We're not done yet? This virtual social life is just not cutting it for many of us. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It's crazy. I mean, like, I used to really, I mean, my book is called Life of the Party because I really am a party girl. I mean, even my husband, I call him a party girl. We used to go to parties like at least four times a week. We're very social people. And then dinners, you know, bars. My dog, I used to have to focus on being sure she was walked a lot during the day because at night we'd, we'd go out for like eight hours at a time. Now my dog is exhausted. She's like, Mom, why aren't you putting your wigs and heels on? Why do you keep walking me even at night? When are you going to leave me alone? You know, my dog, I'm sure she has her own life. My dog now, I used to be... She used to depend on me. Now I depend on her, like fully. She's the oh, only I reason love why I this. go out, and it's terrible. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. It's we've all been finding our ways um, to cope, and for I, for example, have changed my hair six times in the past six months, and it's oh, you have good. Yeah, it's well, you know, that's what happens <laughs> when you lock someone in in their house. I mean, I used to have all this energy that I'd spend on planning outfits, planning looks, planning putting all my friends together, planning where we're going, getting on the guest list. And now I just have all this extra energy. And um, I'm, I've, so I went from, I was really working hard on growing out my long blonde hair, well, fake blonde, obviously, 
this January, like, okay, this March, when it lockdown really started for us, I had long blonde hair. Then I bleached my eyebrows. Then I got a mullet. Then I got bright red oh, hair. MG. Now I've got kind of pinkish oh, hair. No. Today my hairdresser's coming over. She's been quarantining, so oh. we're going to fix it. <laughs> Go. That is so funny. Okay, so how does does an American performer, mm-hmm. you've been a columnist for uh, Vice and Wired in Italy, mm-hmm. contributing editor of Wonderland magazine, contributor to magazines that uh, are all over, and you're the founder and creative director of a parody art museum. And so you're in L.A., Mm-hmm. And your book is Life at the Party, and right now, what? Tell us what life is like in LA right now, because honestly, I have been watching the million dollar listings. I got hooked mm-hmm. on those during this COVID, mm-hmm. um, and selling Sunset and Sun- Sunset Boulevard, and um, these crazy shows, but. I can see how you could go out every night because there's just so much. There was so much happening. Mm-hmm. So much to do. That's funny that you watch those shows. My my husband's actually a realtor, and um, so I'm hoping I'm hoping he'll be on one of those shows soon. Um, but, um, yeah, those are that's L.A. is. There's nothing like it. And a lot of people ask me actually why. Okay, I have this large following in Italy. I got my start as a writer in Italy. Um, I mean, I write in English, but I've got this large following in Italy. Why do I live in L.A.? Well, because it's just the day-to-day life here is so, there's something really like, I hate to be corny, but there's something really sparkly about it. It's just like, okay, in Milan, let's say in Milan, you go out, you have a night out. The next day, it's so gross outside, you don't even really want to get out of bed. Here, you know, even if you're hungover, you want to get out of bed at like 9 a.m. and go on a hike. It's just like a healthier, happier kind of place. Um, aside from, you know, just wanting right. to get plastic surgery all the time. Um, but yeah, it's, but right now though, it's, um, we don't know. I mean, my friends and I were just scrambling to, the five of us that have been really careful and know each other and have been getting tested, we keep just yes. meeting each other. We're starting to, 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 to fight like a, like a family. We were like hating each other. It's like, <laughs> get away from me. <laughs> It's yeah. It's I mean okay. I don't want to complain. I'm healthy. I'm lucky, but it's um it's not easy for us social people right now. No, it isn't. How does you how do you get the tens of thousands of followers that you get? What what's the secret? Tell us about that. Well, you know they say overnight successes actually take ten years. So like I mean yes. when I was twenty I started a blog. I've been working towards this kind of following for a long time. Uh, with my columns, my blogs, my videos. But the thing that really set it off into the high numbers was last summer, I bought this, speaking of parties, my friend invited me to his birthday party, and the theme was like baby something. And so I, I bought this, I bought this um, super realistic uh, uh, prosthetic uh, pregnant belly, this nine-month pregnant belly to wear to my friend's party. But before the party, this is like how dedicated I am to party outfits. So before the party, though, I was making pasta. You know, my, my husband's Italian. We were eating pasta. And he started filming me, and I, and, I, and I started doing this character where I'm this drunk pregnant woman cooking pasta, and I'm speaking in Italian. Oh, that video ended God. up getting 4 million views because people were so upset. What? Italians. <laughs> Italians oh, were yes, so upset. I bet. 
Yeah, they thought I was really pregnant. They thought I was cooking pasta badly. They didn't know which thing pissed them off more, you know, being pregnant, <laughs> drunk, or, or cooking pasta without a real pasta pot. <laughs> yeah. um, but so that, that became a series of videos. Now, of course, people know it's a character. They love the character. And uh, that, that actually really helped me with the, the book release because, you know, everything was canceled. The book fairs, bookstores were closed. But I released right. it as an ebook early. And uh, it went. It became a bestseller as an ebook and a hardcover. Thanks to my, I think, thanks to my online following. That is such thanks a cool story. <laughs> I love that story. So, are, are you're you're considered an influencer, whatever that means? But you're one of those influencers. I mean, uh, for lack of a better term, yes, people would call me that. But it's like it's an accidental thing. I would never want. If anything, I'm a bad influence. You know. Um, so I don't want to. Be considered an influencer. Because usually people that are influencers, they don't actually do anything aside from just go online. I just happen to be online to show the the work I do. Um, But yeah, for lack of a better term, I am a bit of, I do have influence on um, people. Hopefully, hopefully it's not too bad. (laughs) Um, What what does your um, husband think of the real estate market right now? Is he doing okay are they is real estate still up in la yeah so he's i mean he works at nest seekers which they also just have a new reality show on netflix um million dollar beach house but it's based in the hamptons so he says actually the real estate market is pretty much the same which is very surprising but i think again like la is one of those places that isn't like a normal place it doesn't really get effect it's like its own country it has its own kind of economy, from what I can tell. I don't really understand any of this stuff. But he says it's doing pretty well. And in fact, um, well, I'm not allowed to talk. Uh, anyway, I'm saying hopefully by this time next year he'll be on TV as well. I just don't, I, I, he just can't get more famous than I am. <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem, huh? That would be yeah, a problem. but it'll be okay. Well, maybe, maybe. Next, my dog will want to show. And, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, it, it's just, where does it end? Where does it end? That is the problem. Know. That is the my problem. My mom, I want to see my parents. They sent me a picture the other day, and it made me cry because I miss them so much. You know, I love my And I'm like, Mom, let's, let's meet up somewhere. Let's, let me visit you. She's like, I'm not going anywhere until there's a vaccine. And then she sent me an article saying that in two years there will be a vaccine. I'm like, Mom, who knows how my hair will be changed by then? You can't really you can't saying you're going to see me Wait. in two years. But, where you know, where do they live? They live in North Carolina, so, you know, all the way across the country. I was thinking maybe I could do a road trip, but I'm not a good driver, so. <laughs> <laughs> You're so funny. We're, gonna, we're keeping you for another segment because we need, okay, gosh, we need a little laughter. We need a little mm-hmm. levity. <laughs> we need a break. We need a, a really good timeout, and Life of the Party is the book, and and um, give us the best website, and please, I hope it's not your name, because everyone will have to write it down. Oh, it's no. just like at the party, isn't it? <laughs> so the easiest place the easiest place to buy the book is on Amazon. Um, okay. You know, they've got fast delivery and everything. I know that they can be problematic, but it is the best place to buy the book. You just- and we'll be right back. I'm Frankie Boyer. This is BizTalk Radio. Stay tuned. And welcome back. Oh, I love this song. 
Taya, this is the best song for you, don't you think? Welcome back. It's Frankie Boyer, and this is Biz Talk Radio. Do you even know this song? I can't hear it that well. Which one is it? Oh, wait, wait. Can we hear a little bit more? Oh. Yeah, you know this song. Okay. What's it called? I, what's what's the name of the actual name of the song? Neil, do you remember? What's it? Oh, I love the nightlife. I love the uh, nightlife. There we go. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Taya, Taya, welcome back. Um, your new book is out, and it's called Life of the Party, and you can understand why if you've listened to, to our, our conversation. I, but I want to talk about your... You're saying that it took you years to build the social media. Explain mm-hmm. to us, explain to us older Americans, mm-hmm. older people listening to this show, why this social media piece is so critical and why it's so important. Well, there's actually a lot of reasons that are more serious than you would think. So the the main thing is, I mean was work for magazines and then maybe you share the article on Facebook just to show off to your friends but now things have shifted so dramatically that that social media is the magazine someone's social media page can be more powerful than a magazine in fact I have more followers than many of the magazines I used to write for um, because you know that's a whole other discussion we're not an economy uh, radio segment, but it's, uh, you know, magazines and, and, and the media, they've been struggling thanks to social media because of social media. And so now on social media, if you want to have a platform as an artist, as a writer, as a creative person, it's just the best place to go. Um, I still believe yeah. firmly in magazines, in books, in publishing. I try to keep them alive, but I do it through my social media. Okay. Yeah. Um- I, I can I can see that I can understand that and there isn't anything more wonderful than, in my opinion, I my first media job was print, and mm. I, there wasn't anything better than just going through and touching the paper and the magazines and all of that. I loved it. I loved it. Oh yeah, it's the best feeling in the world. I when I had my print uh, Wired column every month, I mean I couldn't believe it. I felt like Carrie Bradshaw, you know. But that's that's right, the thing about right. social media. And it's a place that does breed envy. And, and, and here's the thing, though, that's really important to remember. I know that one day my Instagram page will disappear. I can't be too attached to it. That's why I, I make physical books and physical uh, work. Because it yes. will disappear. Tumblr disappeared, basically. Facebook will go away. All right. this stuff will go away. But we, we should use it while we have it to promote our work right. and ourselves. Um, but it's, it's temporary. I think print will survive to some, to some kind of extent. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Um, who is, in your opinion, who is one of the biggest, if you could tell me right now, the, the top four or five biggest social media gurus right now in the in the country, who would they be? Or in the world, who would they be? Hmm. That's such a good question because I actually don't follow that many, like, uh, influencers or famous people. I mean, I hate to even mention the Jenners and the Kardashians, but they're basically, you know, they're basically the example to many young people, young girls of how they should be. And this actually, in my opinion, is a problem because these most influencers 
actually, as I said before, don't do anything. They're just very beautiful or very wealthy. Actually, uh, Chiara Ferragni, the blonde salad, she's huge in Italy. She has millions of followers. But, you know, she, she started out as a wealthy girl, so she could take pictures of all her Versace bags and stuff. Um, so a lot of kids these days are like, I want to be Internet famous without thinking, you know, back in the day or in, just in the 90s, it's like, I want to be a rock star. I want to be a pop star. I want to be an artist. Right. People wanted to make stuff. And now it's just, I want to be famous. Okay, but famous for what? Famous for having a pretty face? But you're not a model, so where's the career there? I think, I think kids these days are losing touch with, like, what they're actually going to be technically doing um, to have all this attention. Because when the attention just goes away and you're just left with a bunch of pictures you took on your phone, you know, how are you going to pay the rent? Sorry, I'm getting, I'm right. getting like, dark. Right. <laughs> but it is a real thing. No, but it it's important. Yeah, happening. it's real. Yeah. Absolutely, it's real. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, this is such an interesting conversation with you. And mm. and how are you dealing with Black Lives Matter? And how are you dealing with the social unrest that's happening in our country right now, especially in well, the world of sports? Yeah, oh, my God. So... In L.A., it was, you know, it was very big. And, like, just down the street from me, there were fires, riots, and stuff. And we, we went to as many protests as possible. But, of course, we were scared about the virus. It's like we've been quarantining for months, and then suddenly we're, like, standing next to people on the street. And, of course, I was also afraid of just, you know, getting hurt. Uh, we supported as much as we right. could. And actually, the day that my book actually came out, the hardcover came out, was, like, one of the first days of the protest. And I, I felt kind of silly just promoting my book, at a time like that. So I made a post being like, look, if you do have 25 bucks to spend on my hardcover, you know, donate it instead to one of these organizations, da, da, da. But then also when you do something like that, sometimes people think you're doing performative activism. I think that the real question, because I am a white woman, um, is like how to be supportive without it seeming like I'm just performing, because a lot of people just want to seem supportive without actually doing anything. Um, but I, I think, you know, if your heart's in the right place and if you actually do support a cause, that's what matters. But about the sports, I Absolutely. don't watch sports. I'm not affected at all by them, but I do support, of course, um, I support the, the boycotting of it. And right, I just hope right. that, yeah. So you is know, there another so book much. in you? <laughs> Sorry? There's, that's absolutely. Is there another <laughs> book in you? Oh, yeah. So one of the perks to not going out for six months is I've written another book. I'm like almost finished with it. I have like 10 pages left. <laughs> this one's about a teenager in North Carolina, um, so a little more of a local story. So hopefully that will be out soon. But first, get the first book, Life of the Party. <laughs> right. Life of the Party is the first book. And so we are, um, I, I just want you to know that I'm, I'm doing more art than I've ever done. Mm. And so I'm very excited about my painting right now. So this has been oh. for me, my art has just been taking over my creative juices. So I'm so excited. And then I get to do this show every day. So that's another creative outlet for me. So, uh, but you have to find that voice within you, I think, as mm -hmm. you're, as you're demonstrating today and, and not lose your sense of humor. We're all so serious. <laughs> I know. I mean, it's we so, really have become hard, so serious. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You, we, you need we need a break. We need a break. I think the, the most important thing I always remember that gives me a good laugh is, at the end of the day, we're just a bunch of animals on a rock floating in space. You know, so <laughs> I try love to it. have All fun. All right. <laughs> Taya. 
Taya, that is so great. Thank you so much. Life of the Party. Get it on Amazon. Get it wherever books are sold. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you so much. Best of luck. Oh, this was a great conversation with you. And we'll be right back. I'm Frankie Boyer. This is BizTalk Radio. Welcome back. This is Frankie Boyer. And this is Biz Talk Radio, biztalkradio.com. Joining us now is, you know, um, we were having fun, but, you know, these are really, really strange times. And how do we get beyond that place? How do we push ourselves and still be gentle to ourselves, but still get things done. And how to keep the the people that you have working for you? Well, it's a very complicated subject. And, and joining us today to discuss this is a woman who's written a new book. The book is called Banish Burnout Toolkit. It's due out very soon. And... Um, um, it is a, a fascinating book, and Janice Litvin is with us today. And Janice, welcome. It's so nice to have you with us today. Thank you for having me, Frankie. So we were just having fun with our last guests, but the truth is, is that these are these are strange times. These are not, you know, many of us have never ever experienced anything quite like this for the past six months. Right. That's right. And, you know, you're talking about having fun. Though we are in a crisis, it's okay to have fun. It's okay to laugh. And it's okay to be joyous. You don't have to be miserable all the time, even though everything is so much more stressful. If we can find the little things in life to help us laugh and be happy, it's okay, too. Yeah, it really is. It absolutely is. So tell me about your mission. Well, thank you for asking me. You're a wellness speaker, wellness fitness, and you deal with stress and burnout and all of those things that we deal with on a regular basis. And many of us, we're 24-7. I mean, for many, yeah. this is a, a nice respite, this, this COVID. I hate to say it, but for many people, it it forced them to go back to some of the basics. Yes, I agree. And when you talk about getting back to basics, one of the things I like to talk about is reminding people to check in with themselves every morning. Some people pray, some people meditate, some people write something called morning pages. I don't know if you've heard of that. There's a book yes, I have. The Art- Julia Cameron, The Art of... Yeah, yeah, Julia, I know the book, yep. Yes. So whether you write one page, two page, three pages, or just have a little chat with yourself, take a walk, but checking in is really important, especially 
people who either are laid off and stressed out or people who are working from home and children running around and need help with their doing their online schooling. It's also stressful, but having a few minutes to yourself in the morning is a very important way to get grounded and get centered. I, I like that. I like that. Give us some other tips that we can do because we have to really realize that this is not business as usual. It's a different form of business. So centering ourselves is really critical, I think. Yes. Then the number two thing I would say is to reach out. Once you've gone inward, then I say reach out. Whether you are living alone or have a family around you, it's really important to connect and communicate with people you care for. So one thing I've started doing is digging up old friends and having Zoom chats with them so that we can have a laugh and we can be connected it's just another level of getting grounded and centered and feeling better. What we want to do is feel better. Yeah, we really do. Um, I I know people that do weekly Zoom Zoom calls, and by now though they're getting stale. You know, it was fun for the first few months, and now it's kind of stale. So how do you how do you brighten it up and liven it up a little bit? Well, that's so funny that you should ask. As a Zumba instructor who is now teaching on Zoom, and I have to tell you, I was so resistant at first. Some of my Zumba friends were teaching online. I said, no way, that's not going to work. My students aren't going to like it. Well, we all love it. We really look forward to it. I teach twice a week. We chat at the beginning, and we chat at the end, and we dance in the middle. We put on fun Latin music. We shake our hips, and everybody is home alone in their living room, shaking their hips however they wish to, so nobody can see them. And it's it's almost more fun in a weird way. Oh, I bet. I bet it is. I bet it is. Um, but, you know, you're, you're talking about movement, and I, I think we got lazy at the beginning, and now it's time for us to move. And I've been walking and doing all kinds of fun things, so... Um, this is a, a good opportunity to treat truly and, and truly figure out what it is that you need to do now. Yes. Well, one thing I recommend, and I know it's different for people in cities like New York that's so dense, densely populated, but if you can get outside, first of all, there's two benefits to this. Number one, the sun has huge healing effects. It releases happiness chemicals. It makes you feel better. It activates the vitamin D and the calcium. And number two, you might run into somebody and you can say hello. And the social interactions, also the human face-to-face, even though it's at six feet, it still gives you that happiness chemical that you need to feel better. Right. Um, You know, I think that we need to feel better. So putting music on watching mindless television, um, you know, just giving giving the, the, the news cycle, the politics, giving everything a little time out is what I like to say. Absolutely, absolutely. I don't have the news on all day. We listen to it for a little while in the evening and then that's it. We talk about books we're reading or maybe we watch a, a little Netflix show. 
but we don't let the news overwhelm us. It's too depressing. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It's absolutely too, 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 too very depressing to to even <laughs> right. begin with. Um, tell us about your new book, Banish Burnout Toolkit. Uh, thank you for asking. So I wrote the book because people were asking for more than the typical stress management techniques. Now, those techniques are good, and they work, mindfulness, meditation, fitness, sleep, and nutrition. However, they don't get to the meat of the matter. They don't get to the bottom of what causes people to act the way they do. And so what this book does is it stays on the surface and it goes deep all at the same time. The first, I have it in uh, six main parts or tools, the toolkit. The first is called Stop and Audit. What that means is, and I'll tell you a quick story to illustrate it perfectly. A client called me up one day and said, I went to a party this weekend. I brought a healthy dish. I was so happy to go to this party and see my friends and be able to eat healthy. And I walk in and a friend accosts me at the door and is really rude and started criticizing. Well, I decided not to engage in the negativity. I stopped which is a, an acronym from John Kabat-Zinn, the father of modern mindfulness. STOP stands for stop, take a breath, observe, and proceed. So she stopped, took a breath, observed what was happening to herself, and proceeded out the door. She turned around, took a walk around the block, uh, calmed herself down, by deep breathing and a little bit of exercise and came back to the party and made the decision to be civil to the friend and keep on moving. That's a perfect example of stop and audit. The audit part has to do with looking at how you're feeling physically, emotionally, verbally, how extreme your behavior might be, and then to move on. Right. That's great. That's a great example um, because... I think that we are dealing with stress differently and it may be showing up in different parts of our body as well. Oh my gosh. You know, it's funny. I was in a meeting one time and oh, I have to stop you because we're almost out of, we're almost out of time, but how can oh. people find out about the new book and all about you? Uh, oh Janice? my gosh. I can't believe we're out of time. Okay. They can download a free chapter, chapter one of the book at Spanish burnouttoolkit.com banishburnouttoolkit.com and if they want to find out more about me that's janicelitvin.com l-i-t-v-i-n janicelitvin.com wonderful thanks so much Janice and we'll be right back this is Frankie Boyer and you are listening to us on BizTalk Radio biztalkradio.com It is Frankie Boyer, and this is BizTalk Radio. And joining us now is Dr. Kathy Hung. She's an oral surgeon and author of Pulling Wisdom, Filling Gaps of Cross-Culture Communication for Healthcare Providers. And it is a pleasure. Welcome to the program. Um, 
I have to tell you, you healthcare providers are really in the trenches. And I'm concerned that this is really going to affect our needing healthcare providers in the near future because there's only so much and burnout is going to happen. We just talked about burnout, but there's only so much that individuals can possibly take. And when you look at dentists and healthcare workers and nurses, and are you concerned that we're going to lose uh, a majority of them? in the next few years, Kathy, and welcome to the program. Yes, uh, thank you, Frankie, for having me here. It's a great pleasure. Um, in fact, we have already lost uh, quite a deal of, of, of people in the dental profession. Uh, now, I'm a specialist. I'm a neurosurgeon. I do not uh, employ dental hygienists, but I know from my general dentist colleagues that um, a lot of the dental hygienists decided not to return to the profession because of the aerosol spray and being uh, in the high, highest risk uh, category. And so oh, wow. I, I know for yeah, a fact that we have already, you know. And so now the shift of the profession is that because of the uh, lack of um, dental hygienists in the profession, a lot of the dentists will pick up um, what hygienists are doing and trying to, um, you know, serve the patients that way. A lot of patients are delay in their cleaning. As far as um, my job is concerned, you know, I am uh, wearing layers of PPEs, uh, personal protective mm, equipment. Every day I uh, wear an N95 layer with uh, level three. So um, it is oh quite my uncomfortable. Gosh. Um, oh, yeah. You know, with the yeah. facials and gowns and the whole shebang. Uh, so definitely, you know, it, it is something that I, you know, I'm working full time right now. Um, my practice, I have a solo practice in New Jersey. And since March 15, I shut down for a period of time until, um, you know, the governor said that we can return to work. So I started seeing patients again sometime in June. And I remember the first day returning to work was uh, especially difficult for me with the additional PPE and I find myself dizzy and out of breath and I monitor my own uh, vital signs. My oxygen was low and my blood pressure was high. So I wonder to myself, um, you know, how long can I be doing this uh, day in and day out? Right. Because I've been in practice for 15 years, you know, and um, I have a pretty good tolerance and I'm um, usually can top out the day, no problem. And I, I'll say that, you know, in the past two, three months, I feel like I've developed some tolerance to it. Uh, again, I'm able to work more comfortably. I think I'm just used to um, doing, you know, the additional layers. Um, but, you know, I think that this does affect a lot of people because uh, as a patient, if I, I were the patient and I go to visit my doctor, I would never really think about, is, is my doctor healthy? Is my nurse healthy, you know, is my assistant, is the, is the medical assistant healthy? But a lot of people have medical problems themselves. They may be in a high-risk category. They may be um, closer to retirement age. They may be taking care of somebody who's sick at home. And so there's a lot of personal reasons uh, coming into play, and not to mention the child care issue that everyone faces. So I think that, you know, we're definitely, we have already lost quite a bit of people in the healthcare profession, and we probably will continue to do so. And so, you know, I feel that it's really important for the public to be patient with us. <laughs> we're trying the best that we can uh, to provide the best of service. 
that we could, you know, just um, even at the pre-COVID level. Wow, I I had no idea you had to be equipped with so much. It makes sense, though. Of course, you would have to have, be equipped with all that equipment. Yeah, I mean, I, and we're I complaining about wearing our masks, walking in the morning, and going down the stairs. I just like, you know, oh my god! And when it's hot out, I just want to rip that mask right off my face. And I'm complaining about the dry skin that the masks are causing. And oh my gosh, it, you know. You know, Frankie, it's funny that you said that because I just uh, visited my eye doctor and uh, not knowing, you know, they didn't know uh, that I was an oral surgeon. So they told me, they said, you're the first patient who never, who didn't take the mask off right away. I said, well, you know, I think level one mask is actually quite comfortable for me <laughs> because I'm always wearing two layers of mask. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, oh so, my you know, gosh, the, the doc, that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, how long do you think realistically you can go on like this? Well, I, I want to assume that this is going to be indefinitely unless, you know, things drastically change, unless we have newer treatments and, you know, maybe when the vaccine comes out, things will be better. But I'm assuming that this will have to go on indefinitely until we have a little bit of better answer to uh, what COVID really is about. I think there are still a lot of questions, even if we have already found a lot of answers. Right. Um, you are such a, a go-getter because you're, not only do you have your own practice, but I know that you're also part of the Forbes Woman uh, Forum and Rebecca Minkoff's Female Founder Collective. And you're doing all of these things besides your practice trying to help other other women and getting people to understand culturally um our our differences but our sameness i mean you've really gone beyond and above i thank you for saying that uh it's always been a dream of mine to be able to help others and um uh i do have uh, two teenager sons they are older now so i do feel that i could um i have my friends i have my hands free and I'm not completely free but you know there are more independent uh so that i could um use some of my time to really help other people um networking is wonderful uh, i think that there are so many uh, networks right now for women uh there are so many different events to empower women all that is wonderful uh, so I yeah. try to get involved when I can. Yeah. Well, you've done a great job, Dr. Kathy Hung. Thank you so much, Dr. Kathy com is the website. Book is getting rave reviews, pulling wisdom. And I, I thank you for all that you're doing on behalf of all of us. Uh, thank you for the good work and continued success and stay safe, please. We need you. Thank you. Thank you so much, Frankie. Thank you. It's such a pleasure to be and here this afternoon. No, it's it's our pleasure. And thank all of you. This has been another edition of the Frankie Boyer Show for BizTalk Radio. Thanks for listening. Make it a great day, everybody. And as always, smile. When there are clouds in the sky.